For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I feel like there should be someone walking around with a banner with this. This has to be the most commonly quoted verse of the Bible, at least here in the Western world. You see it on banners, on billboards, on bumper stickers, people proclaiming it. You can even find it on the bottom of fast food containers if you go to the right fast food place. Everywhere we see this verse, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. We see it everywhere. So why is this such an important verse? Well, because it speaks about God's love, His desire for our salvation. It talks about the sacrifice that was given His Son. And it also talks about believing. Remember we talked about that a few weeks ago. That idea of faithfulness. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever is faithful to Him should not perish but have eternal life. But I'd like to direct you to a small word in there that I think is one of the most important words. And that word is so. For God so loved the world. Think about that grammatically. What does that mean? It's about the order of magnitude of God's love. It's saying how much does God love us? Because it's not just God loves us. It's saying He so loved us. He loved us so much that this is what He did. So that begs the question, how much does God love us? Because really this is the foundation of our spiritual lives. We really have to dwell in that idea of how much God loves us. Because if we don't, nothing else in our life makes sense. If we really don't believe the love of God, nothing in our life makes sense. At least not the bad things. Maybe the good things, we can try and figure them out ourselves. So how much does God love us? Well, the Bible gives us a couple of analogies trying to uh, get us closer to the point. He loves us more than a father loves his sons, his children. In the Gospel of Matthew, our Lord says, What man is there among you who, if his child asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? So more than a father loves his own children, that's how much God loves us. God loves us more than a mother loves her own, the offspring of her wombs. In the book of Isaiah, Zion, Israel, says... The Lord has forsaken me. Yet the Lord says, Will a woman forget her child so as not to have mercy on the offspring of her womb? But even if a woman should forget these things, nevertheless, I shall not forget you. So even if women would forget the offspring of their womb, how absurd is that? But even if that were to happen, still God would not forget us. And God loves us like a groom loves his bride. Yes, that same kind of vigorous, passionate love. That's how much our Lord loves us. Because He says, As the bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so the Lord shall rejoice over you. This is how much our Lord loves us. And this comes back to that word, so loved. How much did He love us? Because He loves us so much that He gave up His own Son to be brutally murdered for our sakes. His own Son. Now, those of you who are parents, contemplate this. 
And yet this is the God that we know, the God who had no need to create. He did not need to create anything. But He did. And He created, why? Out of this love that He has. And He created the entire world. As the passage says, for God so loved the world. And if you know the Greek, it's cosmos. Now there's another word that could have been chosen. That word is ikumeni. We hear that in some of our hymns. Nikumeni means also is translated as the world. But that's the world like the civilized world, basically the people. So when we hear that word cosmos, it means everything. Everything in all of creation. God loves so much because ultimately all of creation is redeemed by humanity. That's our calling is to redeem all of creation so that all of creation can be renewed. And this is how much He loves us. And when He created the cosmos, in Genesis, it says, God saw all the things that He had made, and behold, they were very good. Of course, He created a good creation because all of His creation is in love. So here's one last point about how much God loves us, because I really want to drill this home. In the liturgy, you're about to hear a prayer. And actually, in the liturgy, we say this passage every single in one of the prayers, For God so loved the world. But there's another prayer just before that. And in that prayer it says, this is speaking to Christ, or to God rather. You brought, forth from nothing into be- you brought us forth from nothing into being. And when we fell away, you raised us up again. And you did not cease doing all things until you brought us up to heaven and bestowed on us your kingdom. God does not stop pursuing us. He does not stop. That's what the prayer is saying. He didn't cease doing everything, even to the point of what? Of giving His own Son to be murdered, to be killed on our behalf. So He does not stop pursuing us and pursuing us. He loves us so much that He created us, He gives us all things, and then ultimately He gives His Son as a sacrifice on our behalf. Now there's something even greater than that. This, this whom I have been speaking of, this God, He's also our judge. So at the end of life, we have this compassionate, merciful, long-suffering judge who's going to be judging us for eternal life. That's a good thing, right? We don't have a judge up there who is like a worldly judge. Uh, Metropolitan Hierotheos Vlachos, who's a metropolitan in Greece, He said in one interview, he says, I'm thankful that I'm not judged by man, but rather that I'm judged by God. Because God is compassionate and merciful, and men are harsh and cruel and unkind. So that's the judge that we have before us. I'll end with one last thing from St. Paul. He says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And he goes on to say about how nothing can separate us from the love of God. So this is our foundation. This is our bedrock. Everything else in our life depends upon this first. And that's why we rightly have this verse that floats in our head everywhere in our culture. And thanks be to God for that. Because we need to dwell in that so that when we hit tribulations, when evil comes upon us, when trials and struggles come upon us, remember, God so loved the world. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. And to Him be glory, now and ever.